Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glicksman with my tag team partner, Matt Story, and we're going to cap off this July 4th weekend talking about sports that almost have started, that might be starting, uh, where team names are about to change. A lot of fun stuff going on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hopefully soon we can have games because I miss them, and I think everybody's missing them. Well, they're they're close. According to what people are saying, and and I think we can talk about the the massive caveating that has happened in the last 10 days from pro sports. Yeah. Uh, but it feels like we are getting closer to games. Now, baseball is supposed to be back soon and first. Yeah, and, less than three weeks. And players have reported, camps have opened, the Brewers, I know, uh, opened on July 4th. Um, yeah, yeah. For their, I assume, marketing purposes. They, I, we now know why they were calling all of these summer camp. It's because it's sponsored by Camping World. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yep. So you know you got to get that money. that money. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yep. Yep. But there are players opting out as the deal allows. You know, Ian Desmond very vocal with why he was opting out. David Price just announced that he will not be playing for the Dodgers this year. Um, it is. Certainly going to be interesting to see what happens moving forward, especially when people like Mike Trout are still expressing some yeah, hesitance yeah. about playing. Um, Matt, do you think that we will get regular season, not even getting to the postseason, will we get regular season baseball this month? Or On is, schedule? Yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, I think so. Um, you know, I guess I... I I don't want to, you know, come across like like I'm super confident either way um, because we just don't know, you know. But but uh, you know, I mean, plans seem to be in place. Um, the fact that teams are back, you know, practicing together, although they don't, you know, they don't call it practice in baseball. But you know, same idea, same with basketball. Um, it, you know, it, it feels like the. Um, the wheels are in motion, um, you know, I mean, I, I saw on Fox, uh, you know, they're already running their commercials, baseball is back July 25th, no games, because we still don't have a schedule, that's one of the things I texted you about a couple days ago, it's like, feels like, you know, if we are going to have games, we need a schedule pretty darn soon, because, you know, travel accommodations and the like, uh, you know, you, you can't just put that stuff together overnight, I don't think, um, but I, I think so, and, and you know, I mean, uh, hopefully so, yeah. I mean, I think it's, what, July 23rd is, is the supposed start date. They haven't said that officially, but I know that's the thought is, you know, uh, yeah. and then everybody else starting the 24th, I think maybe one or two games on the 23rd, it sounded like, um, mm-hmm. and then basketball a week after that. So, you know, I mean, if, if that's the case, uh, and it's an if, but if that's the case, it, you know, be exciting end of July and, and August when, you know, normally that's one of the slowest sports months of the calendar. As we know, nothing normal about the sports calendar in 2020, I guess. So, um, it, you know, like could, could be a lot of fun. Hopefully. Yeah. Once again, it's worth noting baseball had the chance to have the stage to itself. Instead, it decided right. to take the stage at the exact same time as the NBA uh, postseason no, I mean, and they the NHL. Have back by now, they could have, they could have had this 4th of July weekend with, with, you know, games all day, yesterday, today, uh, you know, and, and had a chance to, you know, get some 
casual interest in the sport, but yeah, they, they chose to not go that route and extend as far as they could so that they could, you know, do their 60 games, which, uh, you know, it seems Manfred basically said that was what they were insisting on all along. Um, and so, you know, if that's how they chose to play it. That's where we are. Yeah. Um, I think that it's worth noting in terms of baseball specifically right now, um, they're trying to make a commitment to home sites uh, for teams yeah. and play and play regionally, and it seems like that's going to work. They solved yeah. the Blue Jays issue that you raised before uh, with a special dispensation from Ontario to let them stay Which, there. It sounds like they're maybe haven't gotten officially, but they think they're going to get from the last I heard. Well, they've they've allowed everyone to come in for training. Yeah, and yeah. the expectation is they'll continue to allow it. You know. To your point, it's going to be tough to keep the bubble uh, when right. you when your bubble is more than one compound or one city. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you got what twenty eight cities or something like that. I mean, I, I don't know the. Uh, I mean, I guess you got a few in in the same city, New York and L.A., Chicago, Chicago. And L.A. Yeah, you know, but uh, but even then, they're not they're not close together. Uh, you know, the, the Mets and Yankees are not neighbors. Uh, the, the, you know, certainly the Dodgers and Angels are not neighbors. Uh, you know, so yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's, um, it's just not going to happen. You know, I mean, you, you know, you're, you're not going to have it. Um, I mean, it, a, a bubble concept is, is an interesting one, but you're not really going to have a true bubble in Orlando for the, for the NBA. You know, you're going to have people going in and out. You've got, you know, exceptions to let guys leave and come back. And that's just part of being human. You know, you can't say, you know, you're stuck here for three months and you can't leave for anything. And you can't, you know, like, that's, that's not going to happen. So, um, you know, you can do the best you can. And I think they are going to try to do the best they can. But, yeah, it's, it's not going to be a perfect system because such a system doesn't exist. Yeah, well, and it's funny, you know, the NBA got a little bit of flack for that when Adam Silver got asked on a, you know, you know, being interviewed, and they said, well, are you going to be part of the bubble? And he said, no, there's going to be a special back door into the compound for people who are leaving but aren't going to have direct access to players. And it's like, well, but if you have direct access to someone who then has direct access... Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's not going to be, it's not going to be perfect. I mean, you know, because again, the, you know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, oh, guys are worried about, you know, Disney employees coming in and out. Well, then, you know, here's an idea. Clean your own hotel rooms Mm -hmm. and prepare your own food. They're not going to do that. These are guys who've had, you know, the, the world basically handed to them. Uh, for years and they make millions of dollars and they're used to people doing things for them. Uh, and so, you know, like if they're that concerned about it, speak up and say, we'll, we'll take care of it. We'll be, we'll be fine. But you know, it's easy to say harder to do. Uh, so, you know, like, yeah, you're going to have people coming in and out. That's life. It just is. Um, you know, I mean, you can limit it and you're smart to do so. Um, but you know, to say you're going to put these guys in isolation for three plus months for the teams that make the finals and they're not going to have any influence from the outside world. It's just not possible. It's not. We're also talking about young men. And let's be honest, you know, I know Stephen A. Smith danced around it and I'm not a big Stephen A. Smith fan at all, but it was a very, it was a funny segment that I saw on Twitter. Like, you know, young men are not likely to just, you know, be 
by themselves for three months, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's 100% true. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, it's just the way it is. Whether it's their wife, their girlfriend, their multiple girlfriends, whatever they want. You know, I mean, like, these are these are guys who are mostly in their 20s, and they've grown up, you know, with uh, a lot of advantages in that department. They, you know, they, they have uh, female attention because of their wealth, because of their talents, because of both. Uh, and, and so, like, it's just, it's, you know, to expect that that's not going to happen is insane. So, you know, like, you, you just, you make the best of it, and you do the best you can. And, I, you know, the one thing I I think has already been borne out, you know, Silver said, hey, we're, we're not going to, you know, shut it down if there's, you know, one, one positive test or whatever. And they've already had some. And baseball's had some, and you're just going to have to press forward with it. You just have to, you know. I mean, guys are going to go on the injured list in baseball for mysterious reasons, and you're just going to have to learn to accept it. It's, yeah, it's going to be odd. And, you know, football gets to watch all of this. They do. They do <laughs> and yeah. figure it out. I'm, I'm saying right now I don't think there's going to be a college football season. I, I don't think... With, you know, with the talk of, well, sure, we could play in the spring. Well, not with guys who are draft eligible. Um, no, no. I mean, the interesting thing about that idea is, and, and I'm not not diminishing having stars in college football because it matters. You know, it certainly it matters if Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields are playing versus if they're not. But there is sort sort of, you know, what's the term I'm looking for? Um uh, appeal to college sports and it doesn't matter who's in the uniforms because it is even even with stars they're only there three or four years and then if somebody else takes over and so yeah ohio state may not have justin fields but they have somebody else who might be their next star quarterback you know uh clemson could start their true freshman you know dj i'm not sure how the last name's pronounced so i'm not even gonna try it but, you know, like, there's still that appeal. Would it be the same as having a regular season? No, definitely not. But, you know, you, you'd still be able to get a lot of eyeballs on the screen. I'm one that, you know, like, hey, okay, you know, the, the juniors and the seniors, maybe they're not playing in full full blast. But, you know, the, the freshmen and sophomores who will be the stars of 2021 and two. Hey, maybe we get to see them a little early. All right, I'm intrigued by that. I mean, do I don't love the reason for it, but I can talk myself into it. I just don't. I, I take it back. I, I don't think there should be a season based on all of the things I've said before about you know these kids aren't getting paid. Yeah, there's not a value to it, especially when a number of schools are going partially or fully online and some schools are adamantly refusing to announce that so far. But, yeah. you know, when you have a Zoom conference with the press because it's not safe for everyone to be in the same room, how is it going to be safe for them all to be on the same field when we're yeah, talking about yeah. 18, 19-year-old kids? Yeah. You know, yeah. and at the same time we're talking about this, you're seeing reports out of Tuscaloosa of these COVID-19 parties where somebody shows up sick, everybody puts money in the pot, and whoever gets sick first gets the money. It's like, right. this is the reports kind of dumb... That, that admittedly have not been uh, validated. Right, you know, but it's uh, the kind like of that, dumb... I mean, but the, but this is the kind... It doesn't matter if it's real or not. It's the thought process that... Yeah, you could see a bunch of 18, 19, 20-year-olds doing something this dumb. Yeah, well, I mean, look, college kids tend to be stupid. I mean, there, there's no doubt about that. Like, you know, I mean, that's 
and, and stupid sounds harsh and, and, and I, you know, I mean, older people like you and I, and we're now classified in that group, um, you know, we tend to talk down about it. I, I don't know if stupid is really the right word to use as much as just, you know, like you, you lack perspective. Um, I think we were both pretty, pretty, you know, good head on our shoulders kids when we were in college. And yet still, there are things I look back on and I think, well, I didn't think about things that way when I was in college. You know, I mean, you just don't. You're in your, you're in your, you know, late teens, early twenties, and your perspective on the world is different than it is when you get older and you have, you know, creeps and you, when you, you know, get out of bed and you have, you know, maladies and, you know, when you're in your twenties, you don't think about that. And so uh, there's no doubt. I mean, college kids are going to be college kids to expect that, you know, they're all going to just, uh, you know, change their mentality. It's not going to happen. They're going to go to bars. They're going to go to parties. Um, it, that's just the way it is. And yeah, I mean, if you're expecting not to have that, you're going to be, you know, you're living in a fool's paradise. Yeah. Well, and that's part of the issue I think with this is when, when I was in college and you were in college, like we had to follow the news because we got quizzed right. on it in classes, right. Right. but I didn't, really care about how it or I not care I didn't no. consider how it impacted the world around me I did it yeah. because I had to and if I didn't have to I wouldn't have read about it or cared about it at all exactly exactly you know? and and we were you know I mean really I'm not I, you know I'm not bragging nor ashamed of it um we were probably considered in the you know the upper echelon of you know mature college kids you know, we, we weren't, you know, the crazy partiers. We didn't, you know, get drunk every night. Uh, you know, we went to class. We, you know, we took our lives seriously. We were nerds. And yet, I mean, it, you know, in a sense, I, we still had fun. I, I don't, I'm not ashamed of it in the least. Um, you know, I had a great time in college. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we were, we were not in the North, especially for ASU kids. Beyond, you know, ASU has a reputation and it's a reputation that's based in truth. Um, that, you know. A lot of kids go to ASU for the partying and, and the, the classes are secondary. Um, we were the opposite, you know, uh, but we still had a good time. And yeah, I mean, there are still things I look back on and I think, you know, we, you know, it's like, I didn't, I didn't think about the world in that way, you know, that I do now. Um, it's part of growing up, I guess, you know, part of the reason you go to college is to mature a little bit, get away from home, things like that, you know? So, um, yeah, like it's it's just the way it is, and I don't I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. Um, I read somebody. I, I don't know who it was. Somebody tweeted yesterday, and I thought it was you know as accurate as I could say it. Like, if you're claiming to know now that there will be a college football season or there won't be a college football season, you're you're you know you're just making your own projection. Like, I mean, no one knows. There's a lot of reasons to have one. There's a lot of reasons to not have one. Um, and we don't know yet which one's going to win out. Right. And, and I think, as I've said to you before, when we've talked, I, I think college football's further on the ledge than the NFL. The NFL. Oh, I think the NFL is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think the, you know, barring something really unforeseen, the NFL is going to happen. Now what form it takes, I'm not sure, you know, I mean, will we have a preseason at all? There's already talk. I mean, apparently not official, but all but official that they're cutting half the preseason. Um, and the players want no preseason, uh, which I can't necessarily imagine the owners being against if there's no fans in the stands, because that's the whole, I mean, that's the root of why there's preseason games is you can sell 10 season tickets versus eight. 
Um, if there's no fans anyway, I don't know that that really matters as much. Yeah. Uh, well, and the so Packers I, announced that they're letting season ticket holders opt saw, out for the year. I saw in preparing for, you know, less capacity, which I think is probably, you know, at, at high end, what you're going to see, you're going to see, you know, stadiums that are a quarter full or half full or something like that. Um, you know, I mean, there, there is a part of me, as much as I love college football, there's a part of me that almost hopes it doesn't happen because I think it might be kind of depressing. You know, like I don't, I don't want to watch college game day from a studio. I don't want to watch, um, you know, Florida play Georgia with no one in the stands. Like, you know, it's just like part of me almost thinks like, okay, let's just, let's just wait on. And then the other part of me says, well, it's better than nothing. I'm not sure where I fall. Depends on the minute, honestly. You know I mean? Like one minute, I think one way and the other minute, I think the other way. Yeah. I mean, I think if it's not a money driver for college, you know, life, then I don't know what is. But the TV is what makes it a money driver, not the attendance. The attendance, oh, sure, you know. sure. You know, I mean, but, it, but it's, um, you know, it, it, it is a money driver. I mean, like, like you know, again, I mean, we're, we're, when I say there are a lot of reasons to have a season, well, there's a lot of reasons, you know, in the same way that uh, Terrell Owens' publicist said he has X number of million reasons to want to live. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of reasons because it's financial. But, you know, let's call it what it is. Like, I'm not being unrealistic. We're not playing college football for the love of the game. We never have. I mean, I, you know, like this isn't new. College football exists because it's a huge financial industry. Uh, and that's why if it does exist this year, it's going to be because of that. Yeah. Um, I'm curious what the NFL is going to do once it has some data, not, and it's not going to have a ton of time to make this call, but it'll have some data from how MLBs start and traveling from city to city goes versus the NBA start of all being in one place. Now, I don't know what that one place for the NFL could be, um, because you'd need... 16 stadiums exactly i just don't think that's even realistic i think baseball is their comparison and i you know i I mean i i was i was texting this week with one of the guys i used to work with at the cardinals and he was you know like i mean he's still there and we were you know he was basically saying like they have no idea what form this season's going to take training camp season like i mean they're just complete unknowns and and i even said you know and he kind of was making the point at the same time we kind of sent the same text like you know They'll learn a lot from baseball, and they probably wish, going back to kind of a conversation we had earlier, probably wish baseball would have started earlier so they could have learned more. Uh, you know, like baseball could have been the uh, the trial run to see what worked, what didn't work. They don't really have a ton of time because, I mean, you know, like, okay, they've, they've pushed the preseason start date back, but right now it's still tentatively starting within a month of when baseball starts. So they, they don't have a lot of time to learn how things go, but... You know, I think baseball is the comparison because, yeah, you just, I mean, you can't, you can't bubble football. You can't do it. You, you know, I mean, like the, the basketball schedule is great <clears throat> because you can play, you know, four games in an arena in one day. You can't do that on a football field. The only thing I can think of that you could do, and it would be too much of a financial burden, but you go to a big city like, for example, the Phoenix metro area. Yeah. And you say, all right, well, we're going to play at Sun Devil Stadium. We're going to play at, you know, whatever the State football Farm. stadium is. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to play at every Juco. 
and we're going to refurbish all the JUCO fields. Yeah, yeah. Just the fields, not anything else, not the stands, but to NFL quality. We're going to... Just to have the games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I I suppose you could, but I, I... I, I think that's such a long shot to pull off. I mean, field-wise, you're right. There's a thought of that. Or or even some fancy high school fields. I mean, there's some there's some good high school fields in the area. Yeah, I mean, you could go uh, to the Dallas-Fort Worth area and get a, a number of places. Could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, there's no doubt. So, you can play you know, at the Cotton Bowl. You can play you could, yeah. You know, yeah, but I just, I just don't know if you get the buy-in that you need to, you know, put a put football teams up for five or six months. That's a long time. I mean, you know, we've talked about basketball and yeah, it's, you know, it's three and a half months from start to finish, but that's only for two teams, you know, for the, as, as we've discussed and has, has been pointed out by the NBA, for the majority of the teams there, it's less than two months. You know, I mean, no one wants to be that team, but the fact of the matter is that by the end of September or middle of September, there's only going to be four teams left. Uh, you know, so, I mean, it's, it's not really asking as much as it may seem on the surface football. I mean, you go start to finish. I just don't think you can pull it off. I just don't, I think, you know, and I, and I think they're also hoping and believing that they'll be able to put some fans in the stands at these places, maybe not full, you know, 70,000 people like they have in a lot of places, but that, you know, they'll be able to like green Bay said, you know, put, put some fans in and some fans is better than no fans. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It will be. It will be. I mean, it's uh, you know, like it, it's it's gonna be interesting to see how things go in in every way. Um, but I I just you know I want to get I want to get back to competition because I feel like you know we we just we need we need these like we need these competitions to happen. Like sports talk mm-hmm. is fun because games happen. Uh, sports idol talk. I mean, we've we've done it, and I'm glad we've done it because it's fun to talk to you. But like, you know, I've I've found myself, and I don't know about you, I'm watching a lot less sports talk than I. I mean, I this past week I barely turned on the Dan Patrick show, which I usually watch pretty consistently. But it just it's it's kind of wearing on me listening to them talk about nothing, basically. Yeah, I'm I'm in a similar boat. I. You know, a lot of my sports intake is through podcasts. Yeah. And I find yeah. myself without listening, just immediately deleting the NBA podcasts I follow and the NFL podcasts yeah. I follow because it's like, well, what are you going to tell? Okay, here are the, you know, top 20 guys who we expect something from when we come back if we come right. back. Uh, okay. Right. Like, what do Let we do? Let me know la- when you're back. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's like, yes. what did we do last week? Well, we did the top 15 guys who were hot going into the break. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, like it was, it was fun in the short term, I guess. Well, it wasn't fun. I don't want to say that, but you know, in the, in the short term, April, when this all started, you know, okay, there's some unique topics you can discuss. And, but uh, I mean, we're going on four months now without, uh, you know, a major team sport being played in the U S uh, next week will be four months and it's just wearing on me. Like I, I, I have, I used to watch, you know, Dan Levitard's TV show every day. I've taken that off the recording because I just, it's just like, I'm tired of hearing them talk about the same things. I still watch PTI because I like Kornheiser and Wilbon, but that's about the only one that I've stuck with in terms of TV and, and, you know, radio and that type of stuff. Cause it's just, I'm tired of it. Like I'd rather watch a movie or an old TV show or, 
golf channel. I know you're not a golf guy. I found myself watching a lot more golf channel because there's actually golf being played. They're talking about things that are happening. Yeah, see, the sports that I have that I care about right now, uh, Top Chef just ended. That was really yeah. fun. Yeah. And the challenge on MTV, <laughs> that's still going. These, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, th- that's sort of my sports need being quenched. And then I'm, yeah. I'm in the same boat as you with movies and things. I started watching yeah. uh, The Inbetweeners, which is like a British sitcom about okay. these, like, okay. you know, high school kids and it's funny and it's offensive and it's yeah. great and i'm halfway through it but it's only 18 total episodes and it's like well when this is over i gotta go find something else because oh, i'm still I gonna mean, have two I, weeks you know, before sports is back i know i mean you know i watched parks and rec and i finished that and and like i was glad to finish it but there was sort of a sort of a sadness too like oh, this was a good distraction this was something that you know okay i got 20 minutes i'm gonna watch one i got an hour i'm gonna watch a couple uh, you know and then you finish it, and it's like, well, now what? Because uh, sports still aren't back in full in full throat yet. Yeah. Um, we have seen some of the soccer internationally. Yeah. You know, that's you know, we had real action there. If you cared about British soccer, um, you know, with Liverpool winning, I, I Liverpool won their first Premier League title. Yeah, yeah, I was. I was glad to see that, if only because, you know, I, I, I mean, and I'm a, I'm a Man U guy, and Man U doesn't like Liverpool, but I was glad to see it because, God, they were so far ahead that it really would have sucked if they had just, like, vacated the season. Like, that, that would have been a real kick to the nuts. Yeah. So, first title in 30 years for them. That's yep. that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, yep. There's, yep. like, NASCAR. Some competition <laughs> back, and, yeah, you know, NASCAR's been back. I know they had their, uh, were they, was it yesterday or today? They're doing their double header at the brickyard oh yeah yeah uh you know so i mean hey i'm not a car racing guy i haven't watched it at all uh you know but it's just you know it's it's good to have some competition i have you know again i know you're not a golf guy but i mean i've i've watched a ton of golf uh i that's my plan for today from 10 to 3 is is to watch golf um because you know at least it's it's something it's not the same as it was before there's no fans there but it's you know it's competition which is you know when it comes right down to it that's what sports are about i know we get we get lost in a lot of other things and debates and blah 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 uh but when it comes right down to it it's just fun to to watch competition and not know who's going to win like that's what's fun about watching live sports and we've you know you and i've kind of discussed this we're not the only ones it's the, you know, it's why they are such a valuable TV property right now, because we don't know the result. And so many things we do, we know the re- we know what's going to happen before it happens. But sports still gives us that feel of like, eh, turn on this game and I don't know who's going to win. I may have an idea, but I don't know for sure. Yeah. Well, and it's why on some level for me, pro wrestling is filling the gap because, yes, you know, yes. I, I know it's fake. I, I understand the outcomes are known ahead of time, but I don't know them. We don't know what they are. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes. I mean, uh, you know, I know we've discussed the, the whole concept of pro wrestling before, and, and I think we're on the same page with it that like, it's a TV show. And, and, you know, right now it's, it's the best kind of combination of a TV show with some sport. Uh, is it is it true competition where the you know the outcome is unknown? Uh, no, it's definitely not. But yeah, it's unknown to us. You know, it's it's no different than watching a scripted TV show. 
and thinking, well, I, I think that, you know, Jim and Pam are going to end up together on the office, but I don't know for sure. I'll watch and find out. Uh, you know, and it's the same idea. I, I may think that, you know, Oscar's going to win over Sasha Banks, but I don't know. So I'll find out. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I do think that that is... It's interesting that, that that's filling the void, and it makes Fox look really smart for buying rights to it, and it makes TNT look really smart for investing yeah. in a startup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, you know, I know that I know we're not we're not in the golden age of pro wrestling by any means, and ratings still aren't that good, which is interesting. That you know, without other things to compete, ratings still aren't very good. Um, but it's still better than the alternative, which is, you know, what would you have on reruns of old shows? I mean, I still have to imagine you're getting a better audience than, than that. So yeah, I mean, you know, like any, any programming you can get right now, uh, is, is interesting. And I, you know, I, you mentioned Fox and I don't know if you saw this, but Fox punting on the rights to the U S open golf was interesting this week, giving it back, you know, basically giving it back to NBC, uh, you know, now I know it's in the fall this year and they would have competed with, with football and baseball, presumably, but it was still kind of an eye opener, you know, because they paid a ton of money for that and to let it go was a shock. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what happens when things do restart um, yeah. and, and yeah. how it looks and, and what people do with their rights, because I mean, Baseball and football both have sun, you know, Saturday afternoons and Sunday right, right, primetime right. games that are on at the same time as each other. On, yeah. and, and in the case yeah. of Fox, the same network. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, you know, you've got that same network or, I mean, if you're looking at ESPN, ESPN, ABC, potentially could have, you know, weekend in September – with, I mean, we you know we've discussed college football, but they put a ton of college football on, obviously normally, and NBA. You're going to be in the playoffs and baseball and NFL on Monday nights. And like, yeah, I mean, it, it's it'll be interesting to see if they do all happen like they are scheduled right now. How do you balance the schedules? Uh, you know what what gets you know short shrift because something has to, something has to give if all these sports are going at the same time. And it's going to be baseball, and we all know why. Uh, and probably hockey to an extent. Although, I mean, hockey's got a decent deal for itself with, with NBC. Uh, I mean, they, you know, obviously NBC has Sunday night football, but they they don't have basketball. They don't have baseball. So they can give, and, and they don't have the Olympics, which was going to take up a huge amount of programming in August for them. Like, you know, hockey could get a lot of airtime for that, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You could repackage your Olympics coverage into hockey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, so you're right. I mean, baseball will probably uh, get some short shrift, yes. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think you'll see, you know, more stuff on Fox Sports 1, maybe even Fox Sports 2, uh, you know, if, if it comes down to it. But, you know, because, yeah, if there's, a, if there's a Sunday in September where there's NFL games on and, you know, baseball and basketball and college football and on Saturday and you know I mean it, it'll be interesting and yeah for the short term it makes sense that they may not have wanted to you know book a whole bunch of programming for the U.S. Open but they gave up on it for the next six years too which as a golf guy I'm thrilled NBC did a better job and I'm glad it's going back to NBC but it was a surprise to see them do that yeah um 
on on a piece of ASU news, I, I think it's worth mentioning. Uh, the recruiting class for football uh, had their seventh known commit, according to ESPN. They've in this class, as currently structured, one quarterback, two outside linebackers, two offensive tackles, and two tight ends. Yeah. I. Uh, Everyone is six two or taller. Yeah. Uh, the offensive linemen are six five and six six. The tight ends are both six five. Um, they're bigger. I, I'm I'm curious to see where we go with the rest of this class. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's interesting because even you know we're not Alabama clearly or Clemson. We're not rolling in the recruits at this time. Sure. But, but we're making a bunch of people's lists and we're. Still picking up a guy or two here yeah, and there. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that too. I mean, you you said exactly what I was going to say. You know, Haller is, you know, frequently retweeting these guys who's, you know, and saying, oh, this guy's a, you know, top 10 prospect and a five star and they're in the top six or they're in the top eight. And it's like, well, you know, that's good. I mean, you know, now I, it comes down to how many of these guys you actually get. Um, you know, the, the Phoenix Suns know all about, you know, being in people's top four free, you know, free agent destinations. They've just missed on just about every marquee free agent of the last decade. They didn't get any of them. So, you know, you, you got to see how many you actually get. But, you know, getting in the conversation is better than nothing, I suppose. Yeah. I, I think that the current world is good for ASU football in terms of recruiting. Yeah. You know, it, it's a, all of the renovations that were done under Graham or started under Graham are pretty much done now. Right. The field is what it is. The coaching staff has NFL ties when everyone's curious to look to the next step. Sure. Um, Sure. Honestly, I'm very intrigued by this uh, defensive line coach that we got from the Vikings. It seems like Uh, he's a, you know, a, active recruiter and he joins uh hawkins obviously pierce Mm -hmm. uh and gill that that's a pretty solid set of guys with recruiting pedigree for him to dive in with right right no i agree i agree i mean it does it does feel like you know the foundation is there to have success and and it's going to come down now you know we we don't know what form if any form this year is going to take obviously but um, you know, you, you got to capitalize on it relatively soon. You know, you don't get a long window of time. You know, when you go from the, uh, you know, the up and coming hot property to yesterday's news real fast in the college sports world. So, you know, you feel like, yeah, the, the foundation's there and you're starting to get attention from some of these big name prospects and you got to get them and then you got to coach them and, and, win and get him to the NFL and uh, you know and if you can do that you could build something pretty good but you know it's it the proof's got to got to happen relatively quickly it's not all going to happen in one year but it, you know like Clemson's a great example Clemson started recruiting at a really high level about 10 years ago when when Dabo took over and they you know I remember when I was new to the Cardinals and hearing buzz about, you know, and, and I didn't hear a ton of buzz, but, you know, about, boy, our, our, you know, scouts love these Clemson kids like Sammy Watkins and DeAndre Hopkins before they were big names. 
and they started recruiting those kids and, and, you know, or, or, and, and then it started happening and then they started getting more and more and uh, winning national titles. And, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta start down that road pretty soon here, I think. Yeah. I, I'm cautiously optimistic about the state of the ASU athletic program for the, for the big three that we talk about. Yeah. Uh, you know, baseball is going to be interesting with guys leaving yeah. and losing guys for the draft, but he did get them pointed in the right direction and he can now point to Torkelson for recruiting. Yeah. 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 I mean, the, you know, the, the main thing of, of recruiting is being able to build on your successes. And it's, you know, we look back to James Harden at ASU and we didn't build on that success. We got this transcendent player with James Harden and we never, you know, built on that. And that's why Herb didn't last. And, and so, yeah, I mean, in baseball, you know, it's, it's great that you had Spencer Torkelson and he was the number one pick. You got to build on it. You got to get more guys who are that type of player. Um, and, you know, basketball, yeah, you got this, you know, Josh Christopher and Marcus Bagley. You got to win with them and you got to build on it. And, you know, we won't, we won't know that till it happens or doesn't happen. But, you know, there, there is certainly positive feel around the talent base that you're getting in basketball and football for sure. For sure, you know that that you're recruiting at a higher level, and you know ultimately that's what it comes down to. First is getting the players, and then you got to use the players right and win with them, and that's still TBD. Yeah. Um, I guess the last thing I had on my list was: Did you see the Trevor Bauer attire on his first day back? No, he's no. wearing a. Shirt that says Trash Town uh, with the H-Town highlighted. Uh, it's got the logo of uh, the... As- or uh, I'm sorry, it's got the World Series trophy yeah. uh, in the background. And he's uh, he's just all in on it. He, he it, it says, yeah. Houston cheated, 2017 chumps. It's got the trophy on top of a trash can. And it says Trash Town. So, yeah, I mean, you know, to to give credit where it's due, he was saying it before, you know, we knew much, and and he was taking heat as you know, sour grapes, sore loser, uh, you know, they're better than you, and you're calling them cheaters, um, because that's you know that's what it seemed like, honestly, you know, it did seem like oh yeah, you know, it's always easy to say the team that's better than you is cheating, and then we've come to find out that they were in some ways um they may not have been alone still interested to hear has anything more come out about this whole yankees letter that was supposedly going to be sealed and then unsealed about the things they did i haven't heard any more about that. no there um, and unfortunately you brought it up which means the commissioner now has to send someone to your house to stifle you <laughs> yeah hopefully you're right if i get a knock on the door in the next 24 hours i'm going to ignore it uh but uh, uh you know like i mean they may not have been alone and so I'm, I'm cautious with, like, labeling the Astros as dirty cheaters and the other 29 teams were all pure and clean. Uh, but, to, you know, like I said, to Bauer's credit, he was saying it before it was popular to say it. So he's going to take a victory lap now, I'm sure. And I, I can't blame him. Yeah. It's, uh, it's fun, I think. It is. He's, a, he's an interesting cat. There is no doubt about it. He, he marches to the beat of his own drummer. In every way, the way he plays, the way he thinks, 
Uh, and you know, it, it's, I like having people like that in sports in any realm, but my realm is sports. Um, you know, that, that kind of challenge the way things are done normally. I, I, those, those people are good. We, we create a lot of clones with the way we bring up athletes and they say predictable things and they all sound the same. And, you know, it's, it's fun to have a guy like that who every now and then, you know, pushes the boundaries a little. Mm-hmm. It is fun. It, it, it's, uh, it's certainly interesting. And uh, it is. I mean, I don't always agree with everything he says and, Sometimes he comes off as a petulant baby. Last year, when he, you know, threw the ball into the stands when they pulled him out of the game, like, I mean, there's, you know, I'm, I'm not like saying everything he does is is uh, stuff I love, but I, I just love that he's he's willing to be himself. I'll say that, like, he's he'll take your slings and arrows. He doesn't care. He's gonna be what he wants to be. They are selling Bauer for Commissioner shirts, so they, Matt, you they, can get yourself a. I mean, I like the kid at UCLA. I, you know, he was he was dominant at UCLA, and I, you know, one of the one of the best in person performances I saw. You know, in those years doing ASU baseball was when they came in here in 2011, and he just, uh, I mean, he was just so good. Uh, and, and you know, I mean, it was, it, and we were a good team too. I mean, we were not a bad team. We made the super regionals that year, and he just made us look like chumps. Um, and, and so, I mean, he was great and I always found him different and liked him. And so, you know, I, I still find myself sort of, uh, endeared by him. Let's end it there. Uh, a loving ode to Trevor Bauer. To Trevor Bauer <laughs> of the UCLA Bruins. Yes. Until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.